what are we discussing on today's podcast you ask well we got another crossover with Javier's of lockdown padres because of course it's time for a weekly crossover where we do a draft and today we're drafting the players that we think are going to come back crashing to earth in 2024 the players we think that are going to regress the most next season bringing it all down on today's locked on diamondbacks crossover you are locked on diamondbacks your daily arizona diamondbacks podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Into the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. Catch me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for the personal account. Look up Locked On Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. Please hit subscribe on the Locked On Dimebacks YouTube channel. And we're, of course, streaming on all podcasting platforms. So please, or excuse me, thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. But we're now... But without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour to do our weekly draft as we do every Tuesday. We get together, drop this podcast on Little Wednesday. And this week, we got to do a little draft for players coming back to earth in 2024. And the man to draft those guys is Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. Um, look, the the people, they they know. They know that your your boy has been upset lately. He has not had a fun time talking about recent Padres events, but alas, here we are. The two, the reprieve. Cause you're, you're just like, mm. it's not easy for you right now. Cause you're in the middle of a playoff race, Yeah. but at least there's like life. There's, there's like, life. there's like life. There's energy. There's sustenance. There's reason to live. While for me, it is just like the, the Tartarus pit. It is the, oh. the worst. It is the bad place. Uh, for us out here so i'm happy to be talking with you sir because hopefully hopefully although i don't every time i think that we're not going to talk about the padres somehow it still comes up somehow but maybe maybe i won't have to get upset because i look i've got some comments man i've been raging lately i think i finally snapped i think i finally snapped yeah the Joker finally snapped over there, getting a little psychotic. Is this actually how the Joker origin story is born after a year where you have the arguably highest payroll? I don't know where you guys actually rank in the payroll, but one of the highest payrolls in baseball, number three, huge expectations, and just all comes crashing back to earth this season. Is this the actual Javier Joker origin story? I guess stay tuned to see. But D-backs right now, like you said, we're actually playing with the most dangerous thing you can in sports. We're playing with Oh, oh, he still got the he still got the little guy. I still got the hat, man. <laughs> but the D-backs playing with the most dangerous thing in sports right now. Hope in a week we could either be locked into that new number two wild card spot and go on to Philadelphia for the playoffs, or we could be sitting at home and I could just be here talking with you, Javi, doing another draft and say, you know what? Let's not yeah, right? look at the playoffs. Let's just act like the playoffs are going on. Let's do another fun draft. So uh, a lot of nerves on the line right now. But <laughs> Like you said, there still might be a way for us to work in a little Padres talk because today we're drafting the players that we think are going to regress, come back to earth, come crashing back to earth in 2024. These are the players that we think are just playing way over their expectations, way over their head and talent level this season. And as we do before every draft, I got a coin here. And I believe Javi loves to pick tails because tails never fail. So I'm going to flip the coin for the number one pick in the draft. 
little flip. And as we see, it is tails for Javier Reyes. So he will get the first pick in our regression draft for 2024. So Javi, how do you want to start us off? I'm going to start us off um, uh, by going against what I spent about a minute lambasting against. And I'm going to pick a Padre. Oh, and I'm going to be mean. I'm going to no. be spicy. Are you ready for this? Oh, God. Your 2023 Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, come oh, on down. Man, this is actually a perfect take. Actually, you got the perfect player for this draft. I'm actually so jealous. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a hater. <laughs> the Jokers, the Jokers coming out of me. I'm picking my own player. The only freaking dude who showed up for this stupid team this year, uh, Blake Snell. For the record, regression, I'm picking him first because I just think we see this happen, you know, the first year of a big contract. We've seen it happen a lot. Uh, you know, Robbie Ray regressed mightily. Now, I don't want to say mightily, but he that's what I would expect. Uh, Robbie Ray, his first year with the Mariners, was a solid starter who was about as good as you and I if it was against the Astros. But against every other team, he was like a pretty solid starter. I think he still breached like 200 Ks. But for me, I just look at just basic numbers and the fact that it's pretty rare. I talked about this with... um my buddy Colby on yesterday's episode for my feed uh, where we talked about like basically Blake still has the highest walk rate in a single season since anyone since 2000. Uh, and that's really like, that's kind of crazy. So I'm basically just saying that all this stuff is great, but I just don't think he's going to be able to replicate this. And he has been an up and down pitcher in his career. Um, he's still going to be good. I, you know, whoever gets him, congrats. I think it's going to be awesome uh, for you. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Maybe Boston's a, a destination. Maybe mm. uh, the the Mets. Who, know, who knows, right? Like, there's totally, like, so many places he could go. But the walk rate combined with the Padres having a really good defense behind him lends credence to maybe he got a little bit lucky. And, you know, uh, he, he's been inef inefficient and more so uh, inconsistent before in his career. So I think that it's very likely that he does that, but it could be like Robbie Ray, where he's still an effective starter, still a guy that you could trust in the right situations. Just not quite this guy, you know, doing no Jacob deGrom back to back type of uh, stuff. I just think that the walk rate is just a little crazy for you to be able to consistently strike out that many guys, no matter what. Uh, it's an amazing season. It's one of the more fascinating Cy Young seasons in a while, but I think he's a regression candidate. I love that pick. I think he's probably the definition of who you should pick in this draft because this is someone who we saw win the Cy Young back in 2018 and the very next season, only 100 innings pitch, a, a, a ERA north of four. So this is someone who we've seen have that phenomenal, magical season and then immediately regress the next season after. Like you said, he's kind of been an up-and-down pitcher throughout his career. Got a little Aaron Nola in him where it's like every other season he might be dynamite. Blake Snell is going to be one of the most interesting free agents on the market. Want to See how much money he commands going to be like 31 years old at the time of his next contract so want to see how that um affects blake snell yeah blake snell i wonder if he's going to be like a 20 because someone that's going to be 31 years old i wonder if someone's going to want to pony up like five years a hundred mm -hmm. million dollars for him you know give him 20 million annually so i love him as that number one pick in this draft i think he's the definition of who should be in this draft um but for me you know, if I had that number one pick, I might have picked the Padre too. And it might not have been Blake Snell. But since you went with a Padre to start, I'm going to hold off on my guy. Keep him in the back pocket, maybe for later mm -hmm. in the draft. I'm going to go with a little firepower. Since you started off with some firepower, I'm going to start off with a firepower as well. Maybe some people would think this is kind of crazy, but 
the archetype of those big time power bats that really don't hit for average those guys that strike out a ton those adam dunn chris davis types the joey gallo types i think as those guys age those guys really struggle in major league baseball and i think the perfect candidate that we could see fit this archetype next is a dude who's playing in philadelphia right now a little kyle schwarba action okay Sane because Schwarba the last couple years has like 90 home runs total the last two years. But he's one of those guys when those home run totals start dipping down to like the mid 30s, you start dipping down to the mid 20s. You look at his batting average. He's below 200 this season has been going in the wrong direction the last few years. The strikeout totals keep going up, has led the league in strikeouts the last couple years. And I just think he's the kind of guy where. If that home run power outage just slips a little bit, he just turns into another Chris Davis, Adam Dunlade in your career where it's like he's batting 180. You're basically hoping for a home run or bust. And if he doesn't get that, what does he really provide you offensively? Kyle Schwarber, I think, could fit the mode of the kind of guy that could be a, a power bat that you like in his prime but as he gets older, kind of struggles and falls off kind of quickly too. Yeah, I mean, it, he's he's another one who were like I, I it's in a similar way where Snell is having a very unique like Cy Young season because he walks everybody and like is somehow managing to strike them out still like it's just that's just not what you usually get at your Cy Young winners they're gonna keep the walks down because walks are bad um Kyle Schwarber despite hitting I think still under one uh 200 yeah if I'm not mistaken has like still been like a mightily effective bat uh which mm-hmm. I think makes him like really fun to be quite frank, like I just think he's been one of the more fun players. The fact that this guy is hitting just to check, uh, he's hitting 197 on the year yeah. is part of that. The Babip, he's got 212 Babip, sure. It, I mean, part of me is like it has to be unlucky if you're hitting below 200 and you're hitting for that much power and your WRC plus is good and all that. But to have 45 bobs, it's just fun. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you you turn on your TV and you're basically like, it's it's Joey Gallo baseball, right? Where you're just home yeah. and walk or strikeout, and it's just. It's entertaining in a way, and also and he's a good, horrific defender. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, he's been a good player this year. But I see what you're talking about. I think the Chris Davis comp is great, actually. Where it's just like uh, maybe maybe to throw out a Philly like a Ryan Howard a little yeah. bit. Granted, Howard's I think drop off was a little more precipitous. But uh, with with Chris Davis, it was just like wow, yeah, throw that guy anything faster than 92, and he's cooked now. You know what I mean? Like it was too much. So I think that that's a a yeah. savvy pick. Uh, an interesting one. I'm surprised you took it first, though. That's all. I thought yeah, there was some yeah. Other guys you might take. That was a that was a trying to go a little bit juicy with it, and I also just think when you look at the mold of those players, I think the the bottom falls out quicker than we realize. Like Chris Davis went from mm-hmm. MVP to like out the league. It felt like in two years. I think a lot of those guys, the the drop off just happened so quick. So for Kyle Schwarber, I don't know if it'll be a gradual decline as we see some other major leaguers have. But Javi, um, I guess we we'll, we could get to you for one more pick before we uh, get into a little ad read here. Should we though? Because I do talk a lot. Okay, you, you know? know what? You convince me. You will do a five-minute <laughs> monologue on your pick. So you know what? Let me just talk to the listeners real quick. Let me see the first ad read that got uh, you know uh, pulled up here. I know what I want to talk to the listeners about. In case you need a little help with the scalp, I look at my man Javi. He don't need no help. He's got a great head of hair. But if you don't have a head of hair like Javi, you need a little help. Don't be afraid to use. Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent 
reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked on MLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommended Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L-E. There's no E actually. F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code Locked on MLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code Locked on MLB. Don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM app and either search up Dimebacks or Padres. Back here on the Locked on Dimebacks crossover, doing a little draft of players that we think are going to redraft, regress heavily next season. And Javi's up with the number three pick. Blake Snell went number one. Kyle Schwarber, number two. Number three. Javi, who do you have? With my next pick. <clears throat> I think once again, I'm going to be a jerk. Okay. Um, that's why I've decided I'm going to pick Luis Arise of the Ooh, Miami Marlins because fun. I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. What do you want from me? I'm in a mood today. You know what I mean? I'm in a mood. Padres got me annoyed. So I'm going to be mean. This is, I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, I just think it's rare that guys are able to hit like this. And what I mean by that is not necessarily just good, but just to the degree of being a like seven, uh, 400, batting average guy uh Mm -hmm. that's all it's really just a based on me looking at history and saying you know i remember d gordon was a guy who was just like all slap you know um you know infield hits and you know getting them out of the infield and singles and that and then he regressed to the point where he became a little bit below average because so much of this relies on such a high volume of batting average and whatnot he's still been great um I wish that he was a better defender, a defensive player, because then he would truly be one of the best players in the league if that was the case. Um, but I'm just saying, sitting 353, I think it goes down a little bit. I don't feel great about it, but you know, it, it, if he becomes like a 297 hitter, like I don't think that that would surprise anybody, and I think that that would be a little bit of a regression. I don't feel great about the pick, but I'm a jerk. So what do you want from me? No, I think it's actually a great pick because he's so heavily tied to the batting average. It's true. If he becomes a mm-hmm. 290 hitter, it's not like he provides you a lot of power. He's not much of a slugger. It's not like he's mm-hmm. a base dealer, at least like a D Gordon. So if he's a 290 hitter, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot of singles and maybe he's going to have some doubles mixed in as well there. But it's not like this dude is crushing it in terms of power. He's got some doubles, but the over the fence stuff, the he's not like a over the top base runner. And even with the 350 average, a 860 OPS is not super high for someone that's leading the league in average average by that big of a margin so i think this guy if he does bat 290 i think all of his numbers will probably take a pretty precipitous drop as well so again just i think javi this might be the, the regression draft might be the draft for javi because i think you're crushing it your <laughs> first pick so far i'm honestly extremely jealous because my next pick is not going to be as <laughs> that one 
Um, but I'm just going with a guy who I just don't think is very good. Even though if you look at war, he's pretty high. Look at WRC plus is pretty high, but his peripheral, like just traditional numbers are just kind of underwhelming. And this is someone who was a top prospect who's been struggling for years playing for the Seattle Mariners. I'm going with JP Crawford here. Mm. This is mm-hmm. not the sexiest of names. Like you just had Blake Snell, I had Kyle Schwarber. You took uh, another sexy guy here in Luis Arise. But JP Crawford is just someone, when we look at the advanced numbers, they try to tell you that he's like a top 20 player, like Major League Baseball, like WRC Plus. I think he's like top 17 or he's pretty high as well. And a lot of it just because of what he could do defensively, which is impressive. I'll give him that. But it's like, I look at the traditional numbers. They're just kind of mid. Um, I've seen him the last few years just struggle at the plate offensively. And now all of a sudden we're just supposed to say this is one of the best second baseman, one of the best middle infielders in all of baseball. I don't think so. And maybe he regresses a little bit next year, but I just think the whole idea that JP Crawford has now entered a new tier of major leaguer. I, I just don't think that's the case. And that's why I'm taking him in this regression uh, draft. And it's weird because he was primarily known as like a glove first guy for a little bit. And then he regressed defensively in exchange for offense. He's and what also stinks is he has such good vibes. If you ever see him, if you see videos of him, really good vibes player. Seems like a great clubhouse guy. So I like J.P. Crawford. That Mariners team in general has a lot of good vibes. But I agree, man. This was my next pick. uh, for sure. Yeah, I actually debated about taking him over Arise because but I just thought that Arise would be meaner. So I decided to do that one. Uh, J.P. Crawford. His WRC plus over the years uh, since 2017, uh, this year it's a 131, last year 103, before that 103, then 95, 87, 95, 83. Totally a good bet to be like, this guy's just having that one good year. We saw Adam Frazier uh, a couple years ago have that one year where it worked out. And it wasn't even a full season. It was just the one first half when he was an all-star for the Pirates and nothing mightily seemed to have changed. I haven't seen like the in-depth stats. I don't know if his hard hit rate spike this year or anything like that and it's totally possible that both him and arise they're not old that's Mm. one thing going for them so it's like maybe this is who they're gonna be from now on that's totally possible we've seen that happen where guys figure it out uh, a little bit later than other people they get a little bit more playing time and that's who they become daniel murphy if you remember him like i remember that guy was just a solid second baseman and then became like an mvp candidate when he went to the nationals it was like really good for a couple of years there so totally possible but um i'm with you i'm with you on this one thank you i appreciate that jp crawford i didn't think he was going to go next if you you know i didn't think you would take him next if i didn't take him right there he's not the sexiest mm. name but i just think he perfectly fits the mold of someone who i don't think is very good but all the advanced numbers say you know what maybe this is a top 15 20 player major league baseball and i just don't buy it that's when i disagree with the advanced analytics that's when i'm back on my old man traditional stats bs but javi who do you have next in this draft Javi and I will continue the draft, but first I want to talk to you guys about Jace Medical because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. 
don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast. We download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. For my next pick, I'm this one isn't as mean. Um, in fact, I think people like that I'm being mean to this team because people haven't gotten off their high horse since 2017. But uh-huh. I'm taking Framber Valdez oh. of the Houston Astros. Ladies and oh yeah, it's a spice. I'm just taking nothing but spice today because I'm oh. mean. And I hope someone, if anyone watches this, gets mad and clips it. Go ahead. You think you could phase me at this point? My pitcher quit upset. on my team yesterday. You think we have like every think piece is coming out about us. Nothing can harm me. That being said, uh, Framer Valdez is just a me thing. This is mostly just a feeling. He's so fun to watch. Really good pitcher, really clutch pitcher. He's had a lot of big playoff performances. Notably, I believe the, the no hitter a couple of years ago in the World Series or whenever the heck it was. Um, like he's great. Or it was Christian Javier, one of the two. For me, I just think it's fundamentally. I think that it's if you have to bet on a pitcher to regress, you bet on the one that relies on, or I should say, more relies on weak contact and ground balls, which has been mostly what Framber Valdez is known for. Uh, 24.6% strikeout rate. He's got one of the highest ground ball rates among starting pitcher. That's how he pitches. But also, I'm thinking of someone like Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks was unbelievably good, Miller, for a long time with the Cubs. He had like a four-year stretch where he was just consistently underrated. You play fancy baseball. He was that guy that you could always get like four rounds later than you, oh, yeah. than you uh, probably should have because he didn't, didn't get that many strikeouts. And then finally it snapped. I'm not saying it will happen, but it's just a bet feeling thing saying, I think that a guy who doesn't get enough strikeouts like this, maybe he's going to regress, especially if he just keeps doing this at some point. He won't, at least that's just what my theory is. And if he doesn't, it probably won't even matter because unlike the Padres, uh, they will actually find a way to develop talent uh, and they'll find a way to have someone get better. So this isn't a shot at the Astros. It's just bold prediction, dare I say. I like the prediction. I like the take. Uh, I don't know if I were to agree, but I like the way you sold it to me for sure because I just hate ground ball heavy pitchers that have to pitch to contact. I hate those old school. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me get a single ball pitcher who's going to give up 80% contact. Let's hope we have an elite defense so they can make the outs for the pitcher. I just think those guys, you're just never going to have a high ceiling with those kind of guys. Framber Valdez is a little bit different. He's elite. I mean, two years straight, he's going to lead the American League in shutouts. So maybe... This is a good take for a couple of years from now, but I like the the whole delivery of what you just did. I like the the stats and the reasoning behind why you took Framber Valdez here, even though I don't know if I would take him this early in the draft. But I do like the juiciness of a Valdez. That, that's one where you're really putting your name onto onto a real uh, bold take there, Javier Reyes. So I, I like what you did there, getting a little bit bold in this draft. So how do I want to how do I want to match your boldness here? Probably not going to go as crazy as a Framber Valdez, but this is someone who is having himself a bounce back season after struggling last year. I think we saw what this regression would look like for this guy based off the season he had in 2022. I'm talking about Max Muncy of the LA Dodgers, who last season, that's right. Last season, we saw him below 200 yeah. average, 713 OPS, 21 home runs. And it's like, <coughs> this guy's not that old. He's like 31 years old. What happened this season? Major bounce back, 36 home runs, over 800 OPS. But once again, average is 215. And like I was saying earlier with Kyle Schwarber, I think you just apply that all to Max Muncy. That average comes down just a little bit more. All of a sudden, that home run totals back in the mid 20s like i just think max muncie where he is right now if you get this player right now again next season then yeah is a quality at bat but if that power tails off just a little bit those strikeouts go up a little bit more you see that the the power outage come down just a ton 
or excuse me, just a little bit. The batting average come down just a little bit. I just think Max Muncy will end up being more of an albatross than helping your current lineup wow. if he continues on this current trajectory that he's on. I'm not saying he's there just yet, but with what you've seen from him, if you just look at two of his last four years, he's been a below 200 average guy, below an 800 OPS guy. I just don't know if the power's not there anymore, what he can do for you in your lineup. So I think Max Muncy, kind of like Kyle Schwarber, can be in that mode. If that power starts to dip a little bit, I kind of wonder how he could help you out in your lineup still. Wow. Uh Wow, I, I didn't see it coming. I really yeah. didn't. I like, like the pick. Why not? Heck yeah, not? I'll always accept the Dodger regressing. Yeah. Um, so I it's it's a little bit similar almost like with the, yeah. yeah, like it's exactly like it's similar also almost to your, the Schwarber vibe where it's like this guy isn't hitting enough with average. And I mean, he's he's got a decent on base percentage at 333, mm-hmm. but it's like so much of it is counting on home runs. It's just if like you said, it feels rare that everything. If he's a 250 hitter, all right, but you're 200, you're below 200, then I'm like, how much can you sustain? How, how much is the home run fly ball rate going to keep up with it, right? So uh, I think it's a pretty interesting pick. And honestly, I don't think anyone's talking about it. Like, I haven't seen anyone mention this at all from the, the research I was doing. So I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. I like it. Yeah, I came up with that one myself. You know, what can I say? A little pat on the back to Millie there for, <laughs> for just knowing ball. I mean, what can I say? I just know ball. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news covered and insight. Wrap up our conversation with Javier Reyes, picking the regression candidates for 2024. And don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Doses.